Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. So before I speak this morning, I've invited Chris and Larry to come. And they were um, they spent some time at North Battleford at the... Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it, the prayer gathering, the pray for Canada, the whatever, I don't know, what, the battle for Canada. I don't like that name. Anyway, um, so they've been there, and uh, they're going to come, and they're going to share. So come on up, you guys, and then I see how long they go. I may preach today or I may not. So. When we went to uh, North Battleford for this, I didn't know what we were really going in for. She did. I thought I was going. I thought I was going to another conference. It wasn't. Uh, it was a time of. Well, ten days. We were there for five. We met Dale in March on our last evening. That was their first evening. And I said to Marge, I says, I don't care what happens in the rest of this conference for the last five days. I said, I, ha- I won't miss anything. Because everything that happened in the first five days was more than enough. Um, it was a, a time, the first five days was reconciliation. Like, Every time we turned around, it was forgiveness. It started with the First Nations and the Métis. People were seeking their forgiveness for what happened to them. Being booted off their land, going to residential schools. And Art Lucier, who was the spearhead of the the whole organization, the conference and everything, made sure that it went both ways. It wasn't just us asking forgiveness. Now he wanted a response from the First Nations. What's your response to the forgiveness? And it was powerful. And they didn't, there was a few things that they had on the agenda and this was part of it, but it seemed to be one thing after another. It was then, later on, it was the music and the dance that was taken away from the Indians. There was actually a law passed that they weren't allowed to do that. And again, it was those that had asked for volunteers. It was uh, leaders. I, there, was, there was a government, federal government, MLA, from Saskatchewan that was there. She was asking forgiveness on behalf of the government. There was an ex-RCMP who's asking forgiveness on part of what the RCMP did to them. Um, I've grown up in this area. Just down the road here, there's a residential school. You know what my attitude was concerning it? Well, that's just like a boarding school. Kids go off to boarding schools all the time. 
No. The Indian agent came, took the children. They were home one month out of a year. There were all kinds of things that happened in that residential school. Sometimes at the end of the 11 months, your child didn't return home. Why? He died. He was buried. You knew nothing about it. There wasn't a grave or anything marking what happened to him. And it was such a powerful time. And Art says, we hear of we've done this before. And he says, how many more times do we have to do it? He says, there's no end to it. For us, we were up there, and it was the Cree nation that they were dealing with. And it was the... I was shocked at how many spirit-filled Cree Indians were at that conference. I was shocked. There was lots. And... uh, so there was a, there's, there's this constant awe that was happening. Anyhow, it changed so much of my life in relationship to First Nations. Uh, opening my eyes to the reality of what really happened back then. And uh, being a part of the uh, forgiveness, giving, and receiving um, let's see what else. Come on. Oh, a little closer, right? As I get older, I'm losing muscle mass, and it keeps sliding down. Oh, the other thing that shocked me that I didn't know, I was talking to an individual in the congregation. He was from Medicine Hat and we are talking about the school and what happened there with it. He says, did you know that the school started in Saskatoon? I says, no. He says, the kids, the students were only interested in fasting and praying. So much so that they shut the school down in Saskatoon. The students turned around looking for a new home for themselves, ended up in North Battleford Airport. Not a completely deserted airport, but it wasn't needed after the war, and there was a big portion of it not being used, and they ended up at the airport. When you hear some of the stories, it's like, no wonder revival broke out. Like, such a major revival that changed so much of the world but here's these kids all they want to do is pray and fast pray and fast pray and fast and I wish I knew more about it I'm I'm listening to some of these stories and I'm thinking oh you know I got a number of people in my life that were from there that were students that are gone now and I can't go and ask them what about this what about that they're gone. Um, I better stop right there.
I made notes to make sure I just didn't keep going. <laughs> That's so awesome. We didn't even talk about. He said he didn't know what he was going to talk about. And so anyway, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just read some stuff because I can get carried away. Nobody laugh or say yeah, right? Um, in Acts four. Um, verse 20, it says, but we ourselves cannot help telling what we've seen and heard. And that's what the disciples said when they saw what Jesus was doing. They said, we cannot help but tell you what we saw and heard. And Larry and I, in our uh, 50 years of marriage, have been privileged and honored to be at many firsts. And back in the charismatic movement in the, in the 70s, uh, Deanne was just a baby and we were in Vancouver. And I don't know how many of you even know about the charismatic movement. Most of you aren't old enough. Well, there's some of you that are. But back then, the Spirit of God fell in every church that there was. Catholics, Anglicans, Presbyterian, every church got, had a major move of the Spirit. And so we were part of that. And that was the first time that we had ever heard the angels singing. This we found out after, I didn't know, but at North Battleford, that was one of the things that none of them had heard either. And so that was one of the things, Kay Baines, I don't know if you remember Kay and Frank Baines, but I was privileged again to sit at her feet, and one day I said to her, I need to know, what happened there? What did you see? And she said, she started with the angel singing. She said, it was like we were singing in the spirit, and all of a sudden, the volume of the angels began to sing. And she said that was uh, key in every meeting, every single meeting they were in, the angels were singing. Um, I remember, and again, to just relate back to the charismatic movement, there's just some things, because we went through the charismatic movement, and then we went through Toronto. In between that, we were in, Flor in uh, Florida, you know, uh, the outpouring there, and then uh, of recent, I mean, of course, Reading. I mean, that's our family down there. So we've been there and for extended periods through the years, through the last nine years. One of our trips down there, we went to San Diego because we heard there was an outpouring. <laughs> and, you know, wise men still seek him. I just want you to know that. People go, why did you go? Like, what did, you know, it's in our hearts to see what God's doing. I don't care where it is or what it is. I'm going to go if I can. Because I need to tell you why. When Toronto blessing hit, I persecuted it for a whole year. 94 to 95, I persecuted it because I thought I knew better. Because I was measuring it up with the charismatic movement. And those people that were flipping and flopping all over the place had to be demon-possessed. I mean, as far as I was concerned. And that's the point I'm going to make. I can remember John Arnott saying it's either coming in or going out. And so the spirit of God was so thick. Oh, the spirit of God was so thick, you guys. It was like walking through jello. Why do I know that? After a year, the Holy Spirit hit Larry and I and said, you need to quit judging and you need to quit having an opinion until you go. And we hopped a plane. We sold a cow. We couldn't afford. We had all these cows. We sold a cow and we went to Toronto. It wasn't cheap. I'm telling you, to fly out there and stay there for a week. We didn't stay there for a day. I know people went for a day and went, oh, yeah, we didn't really. No, no. If you went for a day and you didn't like it, you missed it. We stayed for a whole week. And then after that, we went numerous, numerous, numerous times. I can't remember how many. Probably eight, nine, ten. I don't know. We sold lots of cows anyway. 
How hungry are you? This was the, the key in this thing that we came from North Battlefield. How hungry are you? And Larry and I are, are ravenous hungry because we've tasted and seen. And we have been for years now promised that we're going to see something that we've never seen before. Now, I'm 69 and Larry just had his birthday, 72 this week. We will see what he's promised us. Um, I don't know who got my uh, remembrance poppy, but I was hugging a lot of people. Somebody's got my poppy. It fell off of me, but I thought here this morning, we're here remembering. This is not a mistake that it's Remembrance Day today. Because I'm here to admonish you. You need to remember. You need to remember every touch of God that you have had. Now go right back to the beginning. Like go back to the beginning. When did you get saved? When were you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh, maybe you weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's time to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. So here's the thing. It's catch-up time. And I felt this during the whole conference. I'm an intercessor. I've, ha- I've apologized for that many times because I'm weird. I'm just weird, okay? So when I get with a bunch of my weird brothers and sisters, like there was 1,500, well, there was a lot staring at us. But there were a 1,000 of us to begin with. And, I mean, it was travailing time. I mean, we cried every time we heard what Larry told you. And I'm just going to read this. It says, Native children were taken from their parents, put in residential schools, and forbidden to speak their native tongue, and made to conform to the white man's ways. They were starved, they were tortured, and many died. They were gone for 11 months of every year. And they were told that God made a mistake when he made Indians. They were told that by the Catholic Church. And, and that they were there to make them better. They were told that. I never knew this. In fact, Larry and I had this attitude. Larry would say, oh, just get over it. And I would say, hon, there's more to it. Because in my heart, I, I felt the spirit of God say, there's more to it. We have been witness to having some of the people from the reservation come to the park. I don't know how many years ago it was. And, and we confessed to them, we're sorry for what we've done. You know, please forgive us. I mean, we've done this. As intercessors, we've prayed, God, forgive us. And we've asked them to forgive us. And Cindy Jacob and Lou Engel showed up on the second day, not announced. That's another thing about this Battleford move. Not one famous person was announced. People would phone and say, well, when we heard that Cindy Jacobs will we'll come on the day she's there. Forget it. I so appreciated Art Lucier, who spearheaded him and his wife, the most humble couple I've met. Literally, he said, no, I'm not telling you when they're coming. If God's calling you, then you come. And they literally would, Cindy Jacobs, when they were saying, how many times do we have to repent? She came out of the back. Then nobody introduced her. She walked out of the back, and she looked at everybody, and she said, as long as there's hurting people, you will have to repent. And I thought, we, I watched those Indian gals, these spirit-filled Indian sisters of mine, just, you know, they're just like making this sound. And the Holy Spirit said to me, hey, you know, when you've been interceding in the shower, heaven forbid I'd do it anywhere else, I find myself like interceding, and I sound like a banshee Indian, like, really, seriously, that's not me, it's the Spirit of God. This has happened to me with many different tongues many different languages. And it's strange. Who do you tell about that? Well, I heard these women. <laughs> my heart, linked to the heart of God, was crying with them. 
it only happened to me a couple times. And I thought, ooh, this is weird. And, you know, so as an intercessor, that's what happened for me. All I can tell you is what I saw and what I experienced. And there was a birthing that took place. Cindy Jacobs, she's a mama in the spirit realm. I just love her. I've followed her through the years. And she, it was just, it wasn't a mistake she was there because she's had many prophetic words for Canada. She's come up here for years speaking this flag. We will be a healing for the nations. How many of you guys knew that? Canada has been prophesied that we will be the healing for the nations. How many knew that? How many? I just want to see. I really want to see. Here's the thing, guys. We need to get healed ourselves. We need to be healed ourselves. And so I'm talking about pride, arrogance, this know-it-all attitude that we've had. We need to repent. And we just absolutely need to get humble. See that banner up here? When we started House of Hope eight plus years ago, the Lord spoke to Kathy. Because we, you, those of you who've been with us know about the banners, either prophetic statement. And she goes, that thing needs to be up there and reminded often. What God has done in our midst to be really, really easy to get proud about it. But we need to be humble. We need to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And, and we, we read that. I've been to many intercession gatherings, and they all quote the scripture. Who knows the scripture? If my... Can't hear you guys. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That's not you. It's me. Turn from my wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and then I will heal their land. You guys, it's up to us. It's up to us. This thing was called battle for Canada. When I sat there and I listened to what's happening to, and I don't have any little kids in the school system anymore, nor grandchildren. My youngest is 11, my youngest grandchild. Do you know what's going on in our schools? I sat and I listened to Laura Lynn Thompson, who's been sticking her head out there into the school department because SOGI, which is sexual orientation, gender identification, whatever, SOGI, is going into our schools and they have 11 textbooks that they are feeding your kindergarten kids. No, no, not, not the seniors, the kindergarten kids. And she had them there. She said, this is what's going on in, in Chilliwack where she's living. All these books showing your kindergarten kids about stuff that I don't even want to repeat about what goes on in LGBT. Okay? They're teaching them. And I'm telling you what, parents, you are losing your control. Because even at age 14, if your daughter gets pregnant, because they're showing you what to do in these books. If your daughter gets pregnant, you know what she can do? She can have an abortion and not even have to tell you. That's happening here in our city. That's happening all over BC and in Canada. 14-year-old girls are having abortions and their parents don't even know. So wake up. Like, wake up, people. I, you know, I turned me inside out because I thought, I have grandchildren in their teens, they're still in school. And right before we left, I had Ari. She's in Red Deer. She's in grade, at grade 11. She phoned me and she said, Grandma, I had something happen to me today. I just can't even. She said, I was asked to make a poster for a party that we're having for our class. And she said, I put on it. Come one, come all. Hey, gals and guys. 
And she got a call from her teacher that she would never again mention guys or gals. That everything that we're doing here is gender neutral. This is my granddaughter. This is really close to my heart. I wanted to go up there and scream. I thought, how dare you take my rights away from me? How dare you take it from my grandchildren? They have a right as much as Soji has a right. But this is what's happening. We're all bowing in the name of love, you know. I picked a little uh, book up. I loved journals. And I I found this journal. I I find them really cheap because I go through them like crazy. And it said, love is love. I thought that was great, eh? Love is love. I bring it home, and my granddaughter, bless her heart, she's not here. She said, Grandma, do you know what that means? I'm going, no, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. She said, that's LGBT. Love is love. I'm going, well, I can change that in a big hurry. I put it across the top of my journal, God is love. And that's the real love. I'm going to use the journal. Every time I flip the page, it's got it on there again. I'm going to pray for them because God is rescuing. God is rescuing these people that he loves. And we need to, we need to learn to love them. I just want to say to you this morning about identity. If you don't know your identity in Christ Jesus, he made male and female. He didn't change his mind halfway through. Like they're telling the Indians, oh, God created you, but he made a mistake. He didn't. And if we don't rise up, people, and say something, and there'll be some of us that use our mouths, but there'll be some of you that need to write a letter to your MP, you maybe need to go in the office and talk to him. For me personally, I'm in the city hall, and I haven't gone there. I confess, I have not gone there because I've had some issues, and I've repented of them. Um, You know, we need to love our brothers and sisters. I don't care what church they're from. And I I really believe that this whole thing in Battleford was a start. There was so much repentance. PAOC, I grew up in PAOC, that's Pentecostal movement. They got up and repented for what they had done to people that had been through um, the Toronto blessing. People were kicked out of their churches. (laughs) Pick me. Picked out of our kicked out of our churches or pushed out of our churches because of the move of God. So I just want to say this to you. Um, I didn't even read anything. We're talking about redigging the wells. Okay, this is a, this is a joke. I got books on redigging the wells. I got all this stuff on redigging the wells, and you know, I thought how I get there to North Battleford, and they said, yeah, you know, we're going to redig the wells, and I'm going, what does that look like? Even redig the wells, right? And so we can pray, and we can fast, and we can do all this stuff. But I I realized that the enemy has done this from the beginning of time. In Genesis, when the children of Israel wandered around, I don't know how many years it was, 400, they wandered from place to place, and the one thing they needed when they parked themselves was a well. And so the enemy would come along and fill those wells up with rocks, and just so that they, because he needed water. And so, you know, I, I said, okay, God, there's a scripture, and, and i got to read it to you guys, because I believe that this is the season that we're in right now. It, and, and this happened at North Battleford. We sang. We worshiped. That's all we did. We sang. We worshiped. We repented. For the first four days, we sang. We worshiped. Repented. And in Acts, it says that um, repent, and then times of refreshing come. So we danced, and we sang, and we danced, and then all of a sudden, whoosh. Spirit of intercession hit us all again. I'm going, oh, we're doing this again. 
We did it again, and we did it for five days. Finally, on the fifth day, our last day before we left, there was such a rejoicing. And Art got up, and he said, uh, you know, he gave the scripture in Acts, and he said, I, it's time for rejoicing. We're done. Like, we're done what God's calling us to do in the area of repentance. So the rejoicing broke out when we left, which I'm... I'm watching little clips of it here and there on the live stream. And I'm saying, you know what? Like Larry said, we were there so that we could see and be a testimony of that and be a part of that. Because that's my job as an intercessor is to birth what I know God wants in the earth. Birthing isn't fun and he doesn't call everybody to it. I have never had a child in the natural realm. Surprise. You guys didn't, some of you don't know that. I never had a baby. Our kids are adopted. They're chosen. And... The birthing, I, I'm glad I didn't have one. <laughs> in the natural realm, there's Jill, her eyes are wide. Because what goes on in the spirit realm is not, uh, all that I can handle. All that I can handle. Whoa. There's some stories about that. I'm not going to. Okay. I just want to read this last scripture. Um, there is some more I need to talk about the Métis. Are you sure? Because I don't want to take, take Jeff's time. Okay, Genesis 26. Did I say Genesis 26? I didn't write it down properly. Oh, you guys. Anyway, it's in here. It says, spring up a well. And they came to the well, and they needed to sing to the well. What do you do to redig the wells? Sing to the well. You don't need to do anything weird. Just sing to the well. And so we sang and we worshiped and we praised God. He was high and lifted up. We had demonstrators outside. We'd walk outside and they had um, LGBT demonstrators came and they're yelling and making a big fuss about what we're doing, taking their rights away. And we're going, they sent out a bunch of the security people with hot chocolate and coffee because it was cold and it was snowing and said, hey guys, like we just want to be friends with you. Like, and they literally wept with them out there gave them and they and they were shocked they thought that we were there to do them harm we're not there to do them harm you, you don't have to stop any, we didn't ask you to stop anything just don't let don't try stop us you know canada was based on a godly i don't know how many of you know this but you go to the parliament buildings in ottawa there are scriptures literally engraved all over that place in the stone. Our country's founded on Christian principles. And so when it was named Battle for Canada, I didn't even ask. I thought, I'm going. Because I was beginning to realize, just praying in the city hall, what we're dealing with, I have always thought, well, I'm not getting into politics because I don't even understand it. Do we really need to vote? It's not going to make any difference anyway. How many of you have said that? Come on, be honest. Yeah, I got a few nods. No hands. It makes a difference. And you know how I found that out? Talking to one of the MLAs who is a Christian. And he said this to us, Christians, who came to a prayer breakfast with him. He said, do you know what's going on? You guys have the power to do something about it. And you know what? You're not. He made us feel really bad. How many of you have come to my office and said that you don't agree with what's going on? Oh, well, we didn't think it'd make a difference. He said, if I had 1,500 emails 
1,500. That's not very many when you look at the, our population. If we had 1,500, I was, would then be able to go down to the federal government and say my constituency, 1,500 of them don't agree with this. And he would take a stand for us. It made, I, I mean, I repented. I thought, oh, God, I hate it when I, these people send these things in the mail to me and say, sign it, oh, a petition. I go, oh, trash, trash. I mean, I'd done that for years. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, you can make a difference. And so I want to encourage you today. If the Holy Spirit's giving that little nudge, you can make a difference. Like, you can. We can make a difference. I, and, and that's something the Holy Spirit was speaking to me during worship this morning. Everything was, you know, talking about the love of God and who we are and who he's made us to be. We need our, to know who we are. We need to know what God's called us to. And don't worry about your neighbor over here. Oh, but you're not doing it with me. I don't give a rip anymore. Uh, seriously? I honestly, if God's called you to jump and scream and lay on the floor, do it. Because I have lived for years, and this, in, back in Toronto in, in 96, my very first intercession conference, and I lay in my snot, literally, on the front of the thing, and everything in my body was saying, oh, is your hair in place? Are you looking okay? You know, I had this spirit of self, you know, self-confident thing that uh, self, uh, self, 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 self. And the, and the Holy Spirit just ripped it off of me. I mean, ripped it off of me. But all of a sudden, and I've talked to you guys about this before, that it's a little fox thing in my life. If you, God's calling you to do something, you think, oh, well, what will people think? How many do that? How many people do that? How many people have been, God said, do it, and you wouldn't because you, what are people going to think? Yeah. What are people going to think? You know what? It doesn't matter what they think. And I'm saying this, I'm prophesying this today. We have come to a time and a season that we need to be who God's created us to be because none of you are like me. And you know what? That's good. I've had some women think, oh, I want to be like you. I said, well, stop now because he threw away the mold. I posted this the other day on Facebook, those two little girls an introvert and an extrovert. I don't know how many of you saw it, but here they were, this one, there's a nice song. And the little extrovert, you know, the, the little one they were saying is the one that hadn't had their coffee yet this morning. And she's just sitting there, kind of looking at her iPad. And this other one's dancing to the music. And I'm going, oh, that's me. That's my husband. Okay, that's me. That's my husband. Oh. I get up in the morning, and I did this to my kids. Oh, Deanne, where is she? She'll attest to this. I'd sing them songs to get them out of bed. Well, she's an introvert, too. And Shane and I would do it and have fun, my son. But here's the thing. You can't be like anybody else. It's taken me 69 years to figure it out. And I still feel that little fox every once in a while nip at my heels. Oh, you better not do that. You're going to stumble somebody. I don't care anymore. I honestly don't care because I've realized what is happening in the spirit realm when I obey. When I get out of my seat and run and get a banner, the Holy Spirit's just said, you need to declare this in the heavenly realm. Okay? There's a bunch of you here. We're going to have a banner night and we're because there's a bunch of you that want to do the same thing. Every one of us have a part to play with what's doing. People that see the angels. I don't see angels. I feel them. And there was so many angels at North Battleford. They just come whoosh, 
into the building, and you could feel the wind. I could feel the wind right as they were coming in. And you guys, we need to get used to seeing into the spirit realm because that's where God's taking us. And the stuff here in the natural realm, it's going to fade away or it'll have to change. And so it's Remembrance Day. And so, you know, I'm just going to say that when I was, when we were at North Battleford, I remembered way back to the charismatic movement when the Holy Spirit, um, I was in POC and I got out of that just before we got married. I was 19 and I, I had spoken tongues at 15 and I was told that was of the devil and I believed it and I stopped speaking in tongues and I did that until the charismatic movement and God restored that to me. I'm so glad he restored that language to me because that's what he's used most in my intercession is praying in tongues. And so I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to bless you guys this morning with a stirring up house of hope is called, you see that puffer over there? It's a fire puffer. It's a, I don't know what you call it. A bellows. Kathy knows these things. Anyway, it, what it does, it's your little tiny flames burning inside of us. I believe this morning that the Lord wants you guys red hot and on fire. A glow, Romans 12 says, a glow and burning with the Spirit. If you're not a glow and burning with the Spirit, <laughs> we had a group of ladies called that for years. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I just thought about that. A glow. We had, oh, a lot of people came against us. Okay, so anyway, we were a crazy bunch of women. But this came out of the charismatic movement, and we were with the Catholics and the Anglicans and all those people, and that's how a glow started. That's just a little thing. <laughs> little rabbit trail, right? So anyway, I just wanted to say, and you're going to hear more about the Métis, because it's not a mistake. How many people have Métis in their blood? Hey, James, do you have any Métis? We'll work on you. So here's the thing. My son in love has just found this out. And I'm, I'm sitting, I am, I've never cried so many tears. I don't put mascara on ladies. Like if you want to go to those meetings, I'm ooh, all these black spots down me. But it's not a mistake that Jeff found this out. His parents, how, how did you put that, James? Um, not that I'm going to tell you, but what? Not that I'll admit, well, that's what happened to, to Jeff, right? All through his growing up years, nobody would admit it. Well, it's time to admit because, you, it, well, the thing about it is, like, God has this amazing plan for this end time revival that is just on, we're on the threshold of it. But anyway, so, um, yeah, the Aborigine people, the natives and Métis, all of this, God is doing a reconciliation. And, um, my grandson, number one grandson at the back there, God has touched him while he was at Bethel. And I happened to be there. And that's another thing. Every time God does something so special with my grandkids, God's just had us there. And so, uh, that's for another day. Right, Andrew? <laughs> oh, when I'm dead, buried, and gone, you guys are going to have lots of remembrance. My gr- yes, they are. Okay, so let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you've given us this day to remember, to go way back when our freedom began. 
in this country. And Lord, I just, I just want to declare this morning that you have come to set the captives free. Uh, and us above all, Lord, we just, uh, we want to be free in who you've made us to be. And Lord, we want to be ones that stand at attention on the battle line when it comes to our children, our grandchildren, and whatever you say, stand up and fight. And so, Lord, we just want you to stir us up this morning. Father, I, I thank you that you promised that you would not quench a small burning wick. And I, I know there's many here this morning that just feel like that, like foggy. I don't know what she's talking about. But here I'm saying, Lord, that you would come by your spirit. Unless you do it, it won't get done. And stir those little flames in each of our hearts. That we would truly be what you've called us to be. Whether it be in the, the mountain of entrepreneurs and business. Whether it whatever mountain, Lord, that you've called us to. Father, that we would be standing there and doing what you have created us to do. And so I, we just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, do you want, do you want to, apparently, oh, because I'm taking sacks. I'll, I'll do it. Well, that was good. Some of you liked it, some of you were like, what the heck just happened here? No, it was not a train wreck. It was good. Um, it's funny, you know, I was thinking when I first heard about the North Battleford thing, I'm a little bit, I like history. I like, like I said earlier, uh, and I, I'm a bit of a fruit inspector, and I was judging it. I judged the North Battleford revival because of the fruit years later and the fruit that I seen out of it, and I thought that can't be right. And the Lord's like, check your heart. And I know Linda and I were talking this last week, and and uh, and then I heard, okay, I looked at I looked at some of the you know the reasoning for getting together in North Battleford, and I was like, why would we want to redig something that was so horrible because of the fruit later? And the Lord's like, let me handle that. I'm just giving you the abridged version of what the Lord was sharing with me, and I'm sharing it with you simply to say that the Lord challenged me and it's like don't let what you disagree with hinder what i'm actually doing in canada and i was like okay and even some of the terminology that chris even shared i don't agree with i i don't agree with it it's just but that's me just and i posted something earlier this week it was a quote and it says um truth is truth um but your opinion um what how did that go there is no, there is, a, there is, no, it's a, yeah, there's your opinion and there's the truth. Basically, that's long and the short of it. And just because I don't agree with something doesn't mean that it's not right. And just because there's people that I don't mesh with doesn't mean that it's not God. And I, I, in the course of the week when these guys were gone, I was watching some of the clips and my friend Joe, um, Joe Sinan and from the burn, he was here. He was posting um, like one-minute clips and stuff like that, and I and I saw saw Chris dancing, and at least I think it was you, and I saw Amy, and I saw um, some other people that I know, and I was like, there was a there was something happening, and I was looking, I was going, this is amazing, this is this, and then Deanne showed me pictures of what was going on, and I thought, okay, there's something on this, I have to put aside my opinion of what is, you know, this can't be God, I was judging it. 
And I thought, I don't want to get to the age to judge something that God is doing because it's different than what I know. Right? There's, there's got to be something in that. And I still don't agree with some of the scriptures. I still don't agree with, you know, just the, the application of it. And that's fine. I'm not, but I'm, we, we need to use our minds and our hearts, but we actually have to be engaged with our spirits first. God has given us our spirits. We are spiritual beings that need to connect with what God is doing spiritually. And then our minds and our experience kick in. And we have to actually use our experiences to remember because that's what we remember is I remember going to Toronto and walking in jello and being changed. Deanne and I were there for how long? We were there five days with you guys, seven days. Andrew was a baby. He was eight months old and we're bundling him to services and he's playing with Deanne under the chairs. You know, it just, my kids grew up in revival and yet something happens that's different, and we go, well, that can't be right, because that person, well, I don't like him. That's just wrong. So I'm, I'm kind of confessing to you that this is my heart, but my heart is for revival. My heart is to see God continue to move and his presence to be here. And so what Chris and Larry shared this morning is amazing, and I, hopefully when Amy gets back, we can get her to share as well her perspective of what's going on. But we do have to pray as a house. We do have to pray as, as, and believe and, and constantly walk in, in what God is doing. And remember, I was going to share a little bit today about, um, and I will share in the next few weeks, but it was, it, it's about remembering. It's about taking what God has already done, but actually applying it in faith. Faith without works is dead. We actually have to be doing and not let fear stop us. Like Chris said, for years, she would be worried about what other people were thinking. That kind of fear is not a godly instance. Right? So anyway. It's good. So, let's stand. Chris already prayed. If you want um, some prayer, I was going to get the ministry team to come up. And we have a small ministry team this morning. Um, and, uh, if you just need some one-on-one time just to pray through some things, or you need a touch for healing, please continue like, come on up. Otherwise we have lunch downstairs. You're welcome to join us for lunch. And, uh, so father, we just thank you. We thank you for Canada. We thank you for the history that you have, that you have allowed us to walk through. And we can see major, uh, revivals in Canada that have happened that you have allowed to happen because of your goodness. And so we remember those. And as a people, as a house right now, we say yes, Lord, to you. We say yes to what you're doing. We say yes to, um, to justice rising up in Canada, in our hearts. And we just cry out for a supernatural encounter for every person that we come into contact with, because that's who we are. We are a supernatural people. We are, we are yours. And we have... We have the DNA of heaven in us to influence the people around us. Amen? Amen. All right. Come on up if you want some prayer. Otherwise, just visit and join us for lunch. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.